the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. You are here with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we're coming off a, uh, a holiday week. Uh, yes. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I did. Uh, and But I tell you, it just I thought about that previous show with Dr. Dovik a oh, lot. It was a great show. show. Really yep. enjoyed talking to yep. her. So yep. much yep. fabulous information. She actually put that show on Instagram right. on her 15,000 oh, yeah. national followers. Yep, on her feed. She, uh, yeah. she highlighted the uh, comment about uh, we're going to get her to sit down with some of the CEOs and get things yeah. done. So and it, we will do that. We will do yes, that, we will and do we'll, that. we yeah. will get her back on. Just, you know, what she is focused on and what she's doing is so important to so many Americans. Yes, I is. mean, it's uh, I, I, the thing that, that blew me away, the, the one mm-hmm. stat that just blew me away was that less, in Florida – Less than one percent of people who would qualify for her services it. have it. Yeah. Well, less than one percent. She said it was like point well, six seven percent. And you know the number, like the the level of obesity in in our state. Yeah. Is is really and the huge. reasons for it are more staggering. Right. Right. Yeah. And you absolutely. know, but you know the the thing that blew me away aside from that one percent uh-huh. of the four point three trillion dollars we spent in healthcare last year. Right. Two trillion of it was impacted by obesity. Of course, of course. And as we were saying, that that little idea of comorbidities, and I was saying, well, yeah. obesity is actually the issue. It's right? the issue. And yeah. it, can, yeah. it can knock out all those morbidities and really, yeah. really make things change. Yeah. So, yeah. so I really hope we can uh, get her back on, and more importantly, I hope we can help her out yeah. so she can see more yeah. folks. And, yeah. and the word gets out to trainees and surgeons yes. who are looking yes. for, like, am, what am I doing? You know, what's important yep. to me? Yep. And more people like her that, that focus on this, yep. they become better and better at, yep. their, at their craft and affect more and more people. I mean, that's, that's a yep. game changer. Really well, I is. would like for her to do some CME uni, uh, units and education with all our primary care doctors. Yeah, that's, that would be good. I think She's, they would enjoy that. She spends a lot of time educating her patients, and, yep. and you're right, that, that same information would go a long way. Yep. Because it starts with primary care. Right. Right, right. And, and it's a difficult conversation to have. It when is. somebody walks into your office and you can't just immediately look at them and say, you need to lose some weight. Now, that, a lot of yep. people do that, and that just shuts down the conversation. Exactly. Right? So you have to. Have to oh, I've had people tell me that their doctor just said, well, you're overweight. You need to lose weight. Right. No matter what and you that complain was about. And that was it. Yeah. My knee hurts. Yeah. My, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. shorter breath. Yeah. And, and it's true. There's a relationship there, mm-hmm. obviously. But. People are overweight for certain reasons. That's right. And I'm not talking That's about right. hormonal. I'm just talking about the the way our diet is laid I out mean, here. Look how America eats. Oh man, look how America watches TV. That's right. I mean, and you sits cannot, on the couch. Well, you and you yeah. can't get through any show yeah. without food. Yeah. Food, well, you food. know, they talk about the price of food going up, particularly if you're eating out. Yeah. 
cut the portions in half, cut the price down, and you'll lose weight. Right, but it's it's such yeah. bad business because Americans have been trained. That's right. You know, whenever we talk about going to a fancy restaurant, yeah. the first thing you hear from anybody is, well, you know, the portions are kind of small. Well, yeah, because it's a, you know, a European-based that's restaurant. That's right. And they're, that's, who, that's how and they that's feed. that's how they eat. Yep. yep. And it's not, yeah, we have. But I mean, go back really to when it. you were we've five years it. old, Dr. Mark. Make sure you eat everything your plate. You can't leave the dinner right. table till you eat everything right. on your plate. Right. You remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I remember all the uh, colored dye number yeah. one through you 18. You got people starving all over the world. Don't leave food on your yeah. plate. No, it is. And and it is. We There's so many tricks that you see out there. Like people talk about just getting smaller plates, you know, but there's a lot yeah. of that psychology that goes into weight loss. And but what she's doing is is tremendous. And I would say that, you know, it, it shows great commitment by by caregiver and by patient. Yes. When you take on the idea that, you know what, this is important enough to me that I'm willing to have surgery. Yeah. And it's a big deal. Yeah. And it, and it definitely, it's got to be covered. Yeah. It's got to be covered. you know, you went back to that 1% started that off. Yes. Aside from that, I was amazed by the reluctance of people wanting to deal with this. Well. That are in that position of overweight and obesity. But I do understand surgery scary. Right. And so as a surgeon, I Especially met with people. if you're taking out part of your stomach. Right. That is pretty scary. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it's, and to be fair, you know, a lot of these patients are at higher risk from anesthesia. Yep. Right. So they hear the horror stories. And they've got multiple right. comorbidities already. Right. And if you yep. look back at the history of bariatric surgery decades ago, it had a pretty rough start. And okay. it, was a, it was a dangerous kind of procedure. Okay. But now with laparoscopic and robotic mm-hmm. ways to address this, it's a, it's a game changer. But when you start, if you start digging in tomorrow and you, as, a, as a potential patient and try to figure out what's there, you're going to see a lot of that old data and it's going to scare you. But to be fair, Larry, someone having a very minor, minor operation, I mean, it can still be very anxiety provoking. All the same issues from surgery come into play, right? Right, right. So, yeah. so that's where I kind of get that level of if, if you have a good relationship with your physician and you're confident and you move forward, there's a level of commitment there that you want this to go right. Right. And you're going to follow instructions. And she stays so there's with a you lot through the whole process. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, yeah, I follow her social media and, and she's, she's obviously very connected to her yep. patients. Yep. And it, let's just hopefully we can get her get her a bunch more because it's yep. gonna it's gonna help out this yep. the health of our state. Yep. I mean, I, I'm I'm firmly convinced yep. as I think everybody is. Well, if Doctor Dovek's listening, we just want you to know we're gonna have you back on the show again to talk oh, about yes. this because we didn't get through half of what we wanted oh, to no. talk with her I mean, about. Clearly, we, we're, we're we're still going, and she's <laughs> not right. even here. So. That's right. Well, today okay. we're going to talk a lot yeah. about a, a lot of finance things yes. and, and yes. medicine. And, yes. and, you know, Larry, we, we touch on this all the time. Yep. So we're even though we're going to jump around to a few articles, they're all kind of connected. And yep. we're, they we're looking at, at, at insurance, as we always, again, talk yep. about. And right now, you know, the, the ACA open enrollment's yep. going yep. on now with closed dates. And, and not Medicare far away. Advantage signup right. is also going on. Right. And, yep. our, and our shutdown dates are what? Des- December 7th for Medicare, January 15th for the ACA. Right. Okay. So. So important that people get on to that. And I shared mm-hmm. with you that I'd gone through that with a client yeah. and the ACA. I did just this morning. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you did a you did a Medicare and this and morning, I did a, straight, a Medicare orientation yep. this morning for yep. someone. Yeah. So so with the with the subsidies still present, you know, we're we're seeing some a lot of a lot of improvements yeah. in numbers and, and we're kinda let's let's get yeah. to that a little bit. Yeah, you know, millions of Americans have health insurance. Sure. We yep. know that. Yeah, what 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 would he say? Was it about But that isn't good enough. Yep. No, it's, it doesn't yeah. – It the goal of the ACA yeah. 
was admittedly so someone could say, yes, I'm insured, right? And the idea was, well, if we can take care of all catastrophic illness, then then we're going to be okay. And that was the key. Well, it it is very important because catastrophic numbers, catastrophic illness, it leads people to bankruptcy, right? But if you're making X, uh, Dr. Mark, and you have a small premium for your health insurance, and you've got an $8,000 deductible. Yeah, you're still not getting care. What good is that going to do you? And that's what this this article is about. This is talking about, yes, I can check the box that I have coverage. But the question is, at what level? Okay, so if you have coverage, you can go see your primary care. So that's covered, right? Right. And in all these policies. Right, right, right. But... A lot of them will anything have past 20, that, yeah, going to cost you an arm and a leg. Yep. Uh, yep. A lot of a lot of plans are twenty percent yep. comes out of your pocket, uh-huh. no question. Um, and high deductible plans have and those have lower are those high, high impact imaging too. Yes, twenty percent, right, 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 right. Where it can cost you twelve hundred dollars yep. copay. So, yep. Yep. yep, absolutely, yep. absolutely. But you know the thing that that this article really hits on strong is yet even though million Amer- millions of Americans have good in, have insurance and they're going to enroll in the affordable care act again this year they still can't afford to pay for the health care they need dr Brown. right right because once it gets down to actually delivering or or they end yep. out with that yep right so yep. so and, and and we see that in a, in a number of different forms now i was i was really surprised that that at one number in this article it they stated that only 8.3 percent of americans are uninsured and that number is lower than I've ever heard. Yeah. It's so, always ranged between 20 and 30%. Right, exactly, exactly. So so I'm not sure exactly yeah. who they surveyed, but I would agree that since 1965, we've seen incremental decreases yeah. Yeah. in that number. And because I know that we talked about what in the state of Florida, there was about a 21% That's correct. No, number. Yep. And I didn't think we got any wavering well, on that with the ACA or with anything. Yep. I thought it all stayed the same. Yeah. When I read this article and I saw that 8, 8.3% of Americans are underinsured, mm-hmm. it hit me that that might have been the case during the pandemic because of all the public health emergency subsidies right. that were allowed. Right. Once that goes away, Dr. Mark... You know, there was a you couldn't kick anybody out of Medicaid, even though they didn't qualify. Right. On a month to month. Right. They're still in there. Uh-huh. Once that public health emergency ends, possibly in April or May of this coming year. Right. You're going to see that number go back to 20 percent. Yeah, it's going to. Right. Yeah. That's I That's kind of where so. I'm thinking. And I'm, yeah. I'm wondering a lot of times, you know, we, we try to we vet out these these articles that we kind of go over. But many times they yep. select the group that they're interviewing. Uh, because if you if you go to right. whether you you pick a socioeconomic group or a geographic group and ask them the questions, that number's got to have huge variation. But we yeah. know what's going yeah. on in Florida right. because our, our argument was when the ACA came out and they wanted to us to expand Medicaid. Yep. We were looking at the expansion of that twenty one percent. That's right. And chose well, there not are seventeen to do that states that don't have expanded Medicaid programs, right? And because of the cost, yes. mainly. Well, I mean, Florida is one of those. Right. And it, yep. and even if it was subsidized for the, the first go, yep. I mean, when when they looked at the budget here in Florida, th- that would bankrupt yep. us all all, all, yep. all the way. I yep. mean, you know, it, there's no well, question. If I recall in Florida, there's about a million and a half people that could be on Medicaid today mm-hmm. if we would expand it like like the federal government wants us to do. But that other additional million and a half people that would be um, not beneficiaries, but uh, what do they call them in the Medicare side? Recipients. 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 That would add $100 million to the Florida budget. And our budget is only $106 million. Right, right. And that was, that was the math. That was the that math. Was the math. So yeah. even yeah. if we got it 
subsidized by the federal government for the first year in the first second, 10 years. Yeah. yeah yep. in the, it was a 10 years, 10 years, first yeah, 10 years yeah. when that dropped then out, what? we were done. What do you do? Kick these people yeah. out after 10 years. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. and then you had the, the, the flip side of that argument was, well, yeah, but at least we'll get those 10 years. But the reality was when you look at the States that did do it, they didn't see yep. a great expansion of that population going yep. into the ACA product. Yep. Yep. And I think that was the the other argument was that you you just don't get the participation just because the numbers are out there. That's right. You're the and they're looking at group. close to 15 million people signing up on the ACA between now and when it started November one yep. till January fifteenth. Right. But when we come back, Doctor Mark, I want to mention a couple things. Sixty yep. percent of people that are on the ACA mm-hmm. report delays in care due to the cost. Right, because they have to make a decision. That's right. You know, and and I think that. When you look at two things, when you look at that part of it, like once they know what it's going to be out of pocket, mm-hmm. they have to then make that decision. Yep. And then there are lots of folks that would qualify for the ACA or would qualify for that Medicaid extension. Yep. But if you ask them, okay, well, here, sign here, they're going to go, you know what, I, I'm, I'm healthy. I don't need that's it. Right. That's and right. And so that's that's an issue with They education. call it the 29 and under group. Right. And that's, yep. that's an education issue. That, that we have to face. Yeah. And I think that's something that really changes things. And, yeah. and when you get the rhetoric of all we need to do is make it free and it'll get used, that is just not true, Larry. No, not at all. All right. Well, we are going to continue this conversation after the break. Okay. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. Be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You are here with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones, and we are talking about insured folks not being as insured as they think they are. Insured, but not insured. Exactly. <laughs> not assured, for sure. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, I think that's that's been the politics of the way that we're delivering this affordable health care yep. uh, doesn't take into cons- concern the the next steps. Right. And, and I mean, we're going we're gonna to talk about this, but yep. but the subsidies that are there now we yep. know aren't going to always be yep. there. Right. And, oh, they're going to go and, away as soon it's as gonna the be, public health emergency It'll be like ends. stepping off a cliff. Yep. Because Without a doubt. If you, if you take a family that's, that's paying nothing or next to nothing, yep. and, and they've, or on they've Medicaid. enrolled on Medicaid, yep. mm-hmm. and, and they're, you know, with Medicaid, they don't have the co-pays. Small children. Right. So you don't, yep. you don't have – it is what it is. They get that free care. So right. a percentage of those folks just don't seek care. Yep. Yep. More, 
more concerningly, they're not really educated on the best way to utilize Transition. the system, yep. which makes it very expensive for the state, right? But yep. but let's go to the one the folks that are in the ACA. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that you've qualified for the subsidies in the ACA, and you've got a you've got nice coverage. You've you're got good a for another year. Good for another yep. year. That's right. But then your subsidies account for about five grand a year. Up to 75% of the yeah. actual premium right, dollar. Right, So people don't realize right. what it really costs. Yeah, well, well, it shows yeah. you on the ACA. It tells you exactly how much you're yeah, saving. Yeah, it, right? it does. So, which is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. But but when I look at that number, I'm thinking about clients saying, well, I can't afford that number. Right. Now, great. Take it while it's there, I, you know, I suppose. Use it wisely. But then, even if you have that, mm-hmm. you may have that 80-20 plan where you've got that's You've right. got a copay, or you go into the ER because, yep. hey, I've got insurance. I'm going to the ER. That's right. Well, then you find out, well, there's a $160 yeah. copay. You get a $4,000 bill after you get out of the yeah. ER. Yeah. 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 We're, we're probably not yeah. going to pay that, but yeah. but you're going to, yeah. that, that's some of that's going to be covered, which isn't a great see, way to manage it. See, that's where your deductible of that, that eight grand is going to kick in. Oh, when yeah. You're if in you've the got hospital. eight grand. Oh, yeah. 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 For, for yeah. sure. For sure. And most of those plans in the ACR mm-hmm. are $8,000 deductibles. Eight grand. Wow. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. So that, that's where we talk about, yeah, insured but not insured. Right, right. And so are they going to be able to utilize it? The reality is, Larry, if you have an accident and you end out in the ER, you will be cared for. Right. The question becomes when all the smoke clears and the healing is done and you're out of the hospital, yep. how much do you owe? And who's going to pay for and it? And who's going to pay for that's it? That's right. And that's where we come back to our discussions on medical debt, right? Yep, that's right. And, and that... It's really that's where this whole thing goes back to more politics than medicine. Exactly, and a philosophical conversation too about medical debt. For sure, for you sure. Know, if you get injured mm-hmm. or you get sick and it's not your fault, right? And most of the time it isn't. Should you have to go into debt? And you know, fifty percent of all right. bankruptcies in this country are due to medical debt. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, people that that, that have ailments that that. Truly are. Yeah. I mean, and, and I guess, yeah. and then you have to bring up the other side. Well, what 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 level of responsibility do you have? Yep. And you know, we talk about things like helmet laws, and you know that that was a big argument here yep. in Florida when they said, well, okay, if you want to ride a motorcycle, you don't have to wear a helmet. But then others were saying, well, yeah, but but right. if you don't have insurance and you fall off your bike and you have a head injury, right. who's paying for that? And I mean, th- exactly, those are, those are all those are tough issues. Those they are, are tough very issues, tough issues. You know. But you know, Doctor Mark, we're we're talking commercial. Let me jump over to Medicare for just a minute. Okay, this was a little staggering when I saw this. Commonwealth Fund did a recent survey, and it estimated that twenty percent of Medicare enrollees over the age of sixty-five are also underinsured and delay care, as well as meds, hmm. because they can't afford it. Now, so would they have not have Part D? They probably if you're if you're straight Medicare and you don't have a Part D, you have to buy that separately, right? right. As you know, just like your supplement. But, but they need to know that. And they we need do, to know we, that. You know, and, and we that's, talk, if you're in a Medicare Advantage plan, you have coverage, right? But you also have copays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and right. you have a, a certain Even if you amount. Do have a Part it's like six thousand dollars out of pocket right. before you get a hundred percent coverage on your drugs. Yes, and it's, it's usually yeah. sort of tiered. Right? It is tiered. It is tiered. Yes, yes. But but you do you hear about that all the time where people yep. are given medications and if the physicians are prescribing medications that are covered the appropriate medication for for the problem and it's covered they can still end out having to have an out-of-pocket and it and what do we talk about if it's 25 dollars or more 
people will walk away. Yep. 10% of people will walk away from their drug. Right, right. More and than already Depending people. on the drug, yep. they, like if it's a drug for yep. hypertension, yep. there's no symptom. Yep. You know, they're, they're like, I yep. feel fine anyway. Yep. You know, there's but, a but drug out there up. called Eliquis. Are you familiar with yeah, that? I am. You know what that drug costs? Uh, not over the counter, no. $600 a month. Wow. If yep. you don't have some kind yep. of a plan. Right, right. Even if you have coverage, like on Medicare, mm-hmm. it still costs you $285 a month. Wow. And Eliquis yeah. is a blood thinner, yeah, as yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Keep right. for blood clots and, and things like and that. It's, and it's a, you know, it's a much more advanced, specific blood thinner than Coumadin. Right. It has a lot right. lower yep. complication rate, yep. but it is it, it is marketed more expensive. It, ha- it has. It there's a lot of competition in that space now. Yeah, but those there is. some of those uh, those drugs in that space as they come out new, it's another one that's even more expensive. Yep, and yep. so uh, that yep. that is a that is a challenge. This whole drug thing, you know, I think when uh, in July of next year, when the uh, Inflation Reduction Act kicks in, they're going to be paying thirty five dollars for insulin, right? And and insulin supplies as a maximum out of pocket per month, right? But then in in that bill whether it's going to go through or not is a $2000 maximum out of pocket for a medicare beneficiary per year for any for any of their med- medication yeah yeah that that makes sense that's that good yeah well I, what i was going to get to earlier when i talked mm-hmm. about you know if somebody just turns 65 and doesn't do anything they're right. going to be on medicaid i'm that's sorry on medicare medicare and, and they'll, they'll have 80% medicare. coverage right they'll have 80 20 coverage yep. and they won't have a, a part d so they'll have to pay for their drugs right and so, what and that percentage of that population? One sixty four ninety a month coming right. up for twenty twenty three. And so, is there anybody? I guess folks that say, "Well, I'm not on any medication, so yeah. I don't need it." I guess that's right. the only yeah. reason to play that game. To 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 just how much a know, month was it? Well, the part D yeah. or part B is one sixty four ninety. It went down, if you remember, right. from right. one seventy ten. Right, right. And that's what you pay for part A and B. A's free. Part B is what you're paying for. And B is the supplement. B is and, no, no. Or, B is not the supplement. Yeah. B is to get uh, coverage for a physician coverage and all that. Okay, okay. And not then outside and then hospital. the supplement is pays for the other twenty percent gotcha. that Medicare doesn't pay. Right. Then you have a Part D, which now these Part D plans are well over a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. yeah. And the supplements are about two twenty a month. I mean, is that where the 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 additional ad- advantage plans. That's just why Medicare in. Advantage is exploding. Yeah. So yeah. people are saying, I'm already paying a yeah. thousand plus yeah. a year for That's my right. Part D. That's right. I can just get this yeah. for free and it covers yeah. me. Well, I mean, think about it. You got the 164 dining. Yep. You would have 220 for a SUP and $100 for a Part D. If you go to a Medicare Advantage, you pay the one sixty four ninety. That's it. That's it. Right. There's no other premium. And see, that's that's what's kind of ridiculous about the, the plan to yeah. me because if you do nothing, you end out having hospital coverage only. It's it's taken out of your social security that's check. Right. That's right. And anything else, you're going to pay out of pocket. Yeah. Well, nobody knows that. I know. I mean, nobody knows yeah. that. So so the number of people that in get, fact the reason get I sat down with this gentleman years, this morning was to explain all. He had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. No. When idea. you're new to the game. Yeah. yeah. And nobody wants to learn about this stuff. No. I mean, it's a it's boring. B yeah. Yeah. it's assuming. That you're going to have a problem, and yep. you don't. Nobody wants to think yep. about that. Exactly. But I mean, I think that's that is that is a failure of our system yep. to really deliver what they say we're delivering. We're, you know, we, we talk about we're taking care of our seniors. We're we're doing. We've yep. got medic, yep. but we're really, really not. No. Well, twenty percent say, and they they uh, delay care. Yeah. Right. Right. Twenty percent of seventy million people is a lot of people. Sure. And I assume yeah. that that there's probably years go by until yeah. something happens. Yeah. 
And it's probably going to happen a couple of times before they really get the investigation yeah. done to say, why am I? I thought I had I thought yeah. I had health care coverage. But let's take it one step further, Dr. Mm-hmm. Mark. Two questions. And well, a question and an answer. Why are medical costs higher in the U.S. than anywhere in the world? And the answer to that is because medical prices are higher than anywhere in the right, world. Right. Yeah. We pay more it's for drugs simple. and yeah. equipment yeah. than anybody else. Yeah. And and we've talked about this in previous shows where the the drug companies here are doing their R and D, doing their research and development. They know what it's costing, but they're doing it yep. based on serving the entire world population. But the cash is only coming out of the income that they get from American dollars. Right. 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 So that's one of those inequalities where we pay more for medication that could be mm-hmm. they might be making it up in Massachusetts, yep. but you can get it a heck of a lot cheaper yep. if you if you go to go to well, Canada or Mexico. Well, in fact, the U.S. supports ninety percent of the R and D for pharma in the in the, in the world, world in, in the, the world. world. Sure, sure. That's where our dollars right. are. Yep, and that includes and, those and companies that aren't that, even they're, they're not even based in the United States. That's right. That's right. right. A lot the, of them aren't. It is yep. because it has been. That's, right. That's why it's, the histor- way it it's yep. historically. Yep. And when we go to try to ch- make any change there, you get lobbyists that are going to come in and, and push for no change because that's going to change constituent votes. And, you know, they've got the, the yep. pharma folks yep. have the have the cash to pay the lobbyists. Yep. Yep. So that is the number one issue with the system. Yep. That's well, the biggest again, dollar issue that we deal I'm, with. I don't think either one of us are fans of socialized medicine. No. But I will tell you, the U.S. can do better, Dr. Mark. Yeah, that's I in mean, healthcare. Well, we can do better. There are there are dozens of org- of in- industries that have governance right. without right. being socialized. Yep. And we need some governance yep. over these areas that are just crushing the system. Yep. But but mm-hmm. what we do every year is we just kick a little bit in yep. and kick the can yep. down the road. Yep. And we've been doing this basically well, since well, 1965. 4.3 trillion last year. Yep. 200 billion in fraud. Yep. And then how much unnecessary? I don't even have a number on that. Well, they can't track because, you know, how do you divide? I mean, and to be fair, it's it would take a real unnecessary. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, when we see the the trends of patients that go to an urgent care versus go to an emergency room and and you you can can, track that, you can track. And and we one of the statistics that you like like is if you say, well, you, you got admitted from the ER. When did you get discharged? And if you're discharged in less than 24 hours you right. probably didn't need to get admit, admitted. Right? Without a doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. so those well, kinds of things we can Well, in my opinion, if you go to the ER and you aren't admitted, you didn't need to go there. Well, there's the two sides <laughs> of it, right? That's right. Well, That's right. I mean, I think it, to be fair, if you went in and... That's the, probably they're, a they're, broad they're, statement. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's some procedures yeah. like you know, laceration repair, yeah. orthopedic yeah. things where they Broken can... Broken bones, yeah, things they, like that. Yeah, so yeah. they definitely, they might not be able to handle that yeah. in, in But if a, it's a, just a normal illness... Right, And you didn't need to be admitted... cough, cold, You don't need to go there. Right. Yeah, Find no, another no avenue of healthcare. Yeah, yep. no, and and that's that's a big piece. But but honestly, Larry, when when this this show when we started this show, we were going to go on a journey to find out where the dollars are. Yep. And being in value based care medicine, you and I are really focused yep. on on that conversation. Yep. But that is a small percentage, a very small percentage. Yep. Even if we improve that yep. to a hundred percent level, yep. we are still looking at the same 
year over year That's right. tremendous growth in well, health care I mean, costs. We're talking value-based is going to explode. And by 2030, everybody in Medicare will be in some kind of a program. But yet we're going from 4 to $8 trillion right. in cost. I was just going to say, yeah. that's not going to bring costs that's down. Right. That's All right. right. Well, more of the same when we get back from the Absolutely. break. Absolutely. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. You're here with Dr. Mark and Larry Jones. Larry, I was thinking at the break that this show could almost be like our summary show. And uh, we're, we're taping next week, right? We're still yes. in. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I was going and, to get a letter and when I walked out. let me mention one thing. December 15th, two uh-huh. weeks from today, yes. will be our 100th show, Dr. Oh, cool. Mark. cool. Cool. 100 shows. That's nice. Yep. That's fun. We're going to try fun. to do a couple things special. We're going to wear like funny yeah. hats or sunglasses. Um, Maybe red shirts I mean, or something. Our listeners don't know if we don't yeah. already do yeah. that. By the way, you indicated we just went through the holidays. Yes. Somebody had a birthday last week. Somebody did. Somebody <laughs> did. Yes, yes. I think it was Dr. Mark. It was. It was. I had <laughs> so, two, two Thanksgivings and a birthday. Belated happy birthday. Thank you very much. Okay. Always good to start a new year, yeah. and I, I usually try to start it with yeah. uh, freshening things up. Yeah. So uh, You don't look a day over 29, Dr. Uh, Mark. That's kind of you say, but you know, I know I know my face is built for radio, so I'll stick with <laughs> Mine it. Mine too. Yep. I hear you. I hear okay. you. Well, we've had some good good discussions about sort of summarizing all the things that are really important yep. in the bones of this show. Yes. Uh, and and so we've kind of summed up, yes, there's a lot of people out there that are insured, but are they truly safely insured? And the answer yep. to that is no. No. And, and where are the dollar changes going to come from in the future yep. to keep growth yep. going down? But we're going to talk a little bit more yeah. about healthcare and, and, and about costs in healthcare. Yeah. You know, uh, we're going to talk about the next, we're going to talk about 2023 and beyond for yes. the next couple of segments. And the next healthcare wars we talk are going to be all about costs, Dr. Mark. And all signs that we're looking at as we talk to moving to $8 trillion point to a crushing surge in healthcare costs over the next six, seven years. Well, I mean, it's about cost because what else can it be about? No yeah. one is saying that our quality is poor. No. Now, you do have – I know that when, when Obama came out with a statement that we're the most expensive and not the best health care, and right. I, I argue that, that, yeah, we're the most expensive. We, are we still the are the best. Absolutely. And, and there is a way to get that expense down, right? Yep. And so there's really no other argument other than delivery, you know, health equity, and we yep. talk a lot about that. Health equity. How, how do we yep. get – but it, that all 
directs back to cost, Larry, because if we fix some of those things, we're really not just addressing what we should do as good human beings and and good healthcare delivery folks. We're addressing the cost of the system. And the the root of the problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and the answer to that, again, isn't socialization. It's not socialized medicine. Absolutely not. The answer to that is looking at where the waste is. Yes. And by waste. And the fraud. Yeah, there's the the fraud. Waste and the fraud. Yeah. And and the only the only problem with the fraud, frighteningly, is the cost of collecting on that fraud. Yep. And so your net gain on that two hundred billion yep. we talked about, mm-hmm. the net gain isn't great. But yep. if we can change the system to make it less playable yep. Yep. without yep. having to spend more money to go yep. after fraud, yep. but make it more more less playable yep. up front, then we yep. can then well, we can let me drop throw that a fact number. out here. I think we've talked about this before. Uh-huh. Medicare pays claims every day to the tune of 1.2 million claims a day over 900 I'm sorry yeah 1.2 million claims a day right over 900,000 of those claims automatically adjudicated Dr. Mark yeah nobody even looks at them well and again part of that is related to the the cost of administration true right yep and now as a provider a number of those things come back and get drawn back from you because they went, oh, we were just You've kidding. You've experienced some oh, of yeah, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. Like you do everything like the, w- yep. the way you're supposed to do it, and then six months later they come back and say, oh, we overpaid you for this. Yep. You're like, no, that's what. But how do you impact fraud if you're adjudicating 90% of your claims automatically through a computer that nobody ever looks at? Yeah. No, there's there's got to be there's yep. got to be a way to, to, to keep up. There, yep. Absolutely. Yep. And, and that's typically the way it works is – is that goes on for a period of time based on some yep. work that somebody figured out yep. and yep. and ran dishonestly and then then they then they shut that down. Can you imagine just in the Medicare side, which represents what one point two of the four trillion dollars, mm-hmm. nine hundred thousand claims a day yep. are being adjudicated that nobody's even looking at? Yep. Well, I, I think that's insane. That it isn't. It isn't. <laughs> I mean, there, I don't. There's no other way. To handle, to handle it, volume, it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. in order to put eyes on that, that's going to cost yep. more money. And I think the idea is is there's a balance out there. And I don't, I don't think it's a very popular topic, but there's yep. a balance out there that's saying, well, you know, we know that some people are getting away with money. Yep. But it's going to cost us twice what they're getting away with. Doesn't make it right. You make a great, great right. argument, I mean, Dr. I, I mean, and I, yep. you don't hear that much. No, you but, don't. But you know – that's that's but from the business side. That's exactly yeah, the way right, it is. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not much difference than shoplifting, right? True. There's a lot of shoplifting goes on out there. Yep. And just you know, for a store, how many people are they going to put? Yeah. To how many security that? guards right. are going to put there to keep yeah. it go- keep exactly, it away? Exactly. Yeah. So so it kind of depends on whether you're working yeah. at uh, the convenience store or at a jewelry store. Yep. And yep. that's exactly how you see things. So in 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 those adjudicated claims, they're usually that lower level claim. But there's too too many easy ways for big fraud to happen. Like a, a an insurance company can just upscale, you know, yep. go up by the yep. level level of of intensity on what that claim was going to be, and and we we do see those claims. Yes, and those claims are easy to prove. Well, most hospital claims, the big dollar claims, yep. those are looked at before they're paid. Are there any hospitals out there? that haven't been slapped by the Department of Justice. Probably not. Probably not, right? Probably not. So that For does, whatever reason. That does yeah. argue your point 
of we're making things a little bit too easy, right? True. And maybe, maybe yeah. I don't want to say a little but too trusting because that's not the minimal compared to the. Oh yeah, it's usually the, not even ten percent. Yeah, yeah. And, and and those groups are the groups that that can afford to pay the fine. That's right. And again, that's right. They're looking at it the same way. Well, you know what? If we do this, I'm not saying we're breaking the law. I'm saying this is yeah. how we interpret it. But if we're wrong, yeah. we we have a percentage of a chance of yeah. of quote unquote getting away with it. Right. And and that's right. that's sort of how that plays out. Right. 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 So so I would I would say that that when we look at things like waste mm-hmm. and we look at things yep. like that. That nefarious activity. Yep. Fraud. That, that, yep. That, that ain't the money loss. No. The money loss is profits that are higher than they should be. And I, I call it milk in the system, but it's really unnecessary imaging and pharmacy cost. Right. <clears throat> Think about if you're on your 90-day refill. Yep. And your your doctor changes your drugs at sixty days. Yeah, you throw guess throw what? Away. Yeah, throw away all the other. Somebody's drugs. paying for that other thirty right, days right. till you change it. No, that's true. That's true. And but again, I I might argue that's a convenience cost. It is right because if if the physician, if the provider is thinking this is a better choice, but the, it wouldn't be a big well, it's deal. A continuity of care yeah. issue. Yeah, it wouldn't it be is. a big deal yeah. for them to figure out like, yeah, you know what, we can do this, but we're going to do this next time. You know, yep. but but that takes that next time. Yep. So there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into that. But but again, I I mean, if we have a sleuth that's looking at the dollars, the, what we've yep. talked about in the last eight minutes, right. isn't much money. No, not you're in, right. in, in the you're, in the big right, system. Mark, when we're looking let at me, let me throw this trillion at you. dollars. So why does it really matter that these costs continue to skyrocket? Well, that surge is going to put pressure on Congress to build more legislation to try and drive down the cost of health care. And is that the answer, Dr. Mark? No, no, because they don't, they're, they don't know what they're doing, sure. and they're just doing what their lobbyists are, are telling them to do. Yeah. And the lobbyists are the ones that are behind yeah. the biggest problem, the people who are making the money. That $8 trillion that is spent, mm-hmm. that's $8 trillion that somebody earned. That's right. Okay, so exactly at the right. end of the day, yeah. there's the other side of that equation – and that's the the part that we have to adjust. Yep. You know, we have yep. to look at that because well, you know if we talked about uh, grocery stores, you know, how what is it? What is the cost of groceries in America per year? Yep. Well, there's there's a business there, right? That's right. And they're in that and business. And the margins are very thin, right? People don't realize it, but drugstore, uh, you know supermarket. About, yeah, you know, I was in the business. Legally. My dad was in the business for forty five years. Right. It's less than a three percent margin. Right. And that's not the case for pharma. No. That's not the case for medical insurance. Not at all. That's not the case for radiology. You know, and so those those are the areas, Larry, that that why is why is healthcare look like that? Why have we how have we gotten to that point? And I mean I think that's I think that's that's the the harder answer. Those are needs to be. But you know, the the bottom line is we're talking rising medical debt, even with people that are insured. Sure. We continue to fight about transparency and pricing mm-hmm. because nobody wants to tip their hand from a competitive standpoint. Right. And we also talk about questionable debt collection practices. Mm-hmm. And as you know, now that has, you can't have a medical debt put on your uh, credit report yeah, they can't for one year. Yeah. For one year. Uh, for a year. Yeah, for okay. a year. Is it just a year? Wow. Just so, a year. Not, yeah. And that goes by fast. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. I mean, when does the when does the uh, clock start? Well, I mean, you know, probably. all this is going to come to a boiling point, Dr. Mark. Mm-hmm. But the question is, 
whether and not whether it is, but when, when. is it? No, no doubt. Yeah. No yeah. doubt. Well, I mean, again, I'll go back to the idea of if we looked at any other industry, we're not screaming about the cost. Now, this is the cost. We look, there's a there's a percentage that that comes directly from taxpayer dollars. Right. 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 And so but but where where is it going and how much of that is recycled yeah. back into the tax coffers yep. and is that enough? Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm not talking about personal yeah. taxes. I'm talking right. about corporate. I hear you. Well, let's go right to the bottom line before mm-hmm. we end this segment. Somebody's going to pay for these coming cost surges in healthcare, whether it's patients, whether it's taxpayers, whether it's employers or whether it's the healthcare companies profiting off the system. And what's interesting, Dr. Mark is every one of these entities in the industry are fighting to make sure it isn't them that's going to pay for it. Well, it can't be. I mean, at the end of the day, it can't be the patients because that's the right. patients don't have that's right. the money. Okay. That's right. And, and even and then it, even delay if, of care. And then, you know, you, then that, that just increases our medical debt argument. Okay. So it's not coming from there. Right. 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 So is it going to be the providers? Well, at what level? I mean, yep. let's let's look at everyone's margins. Oh, the margins are insane with these insurance companies, right? But but not with the yep. provider. No, not at not all. With the caregivers, there's margins barely are margin tight. there, right? Yeah. So I think that we those are the balances yep. that that have to be looked at. And if I I think that all Americans would be pretty shocked if we just divided up where all the money goes in healthcare. And just looked at that, looked at the profit margins for each group, right? I agree. And if we moved them all down to the lowest common denominator, we wouldn't have an issue with this debt, you know? And I agree. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to stifle innovation, but there's got to be a happy medium that we can continue yep. to grow yep. quality, innovative healthcare without the expenses that we say. Yeah. And you know, how many, how many companies are opening up? Every week. Oh, these primary care networks that we've been talking about, it is rampant. Okay. And how many of them shut down? That's right. 30% of them are shutting down. That's right. And that's just a big waste that's of right. dollars. That's right? right. So all of those numbers add I up. I call those to the pop-up pop. clinics. Yeah, the pop-up <laughs> clinics. Yeah. But, I mean, every time there's a, a failed plan like that, that's yep. that's costing the system something. Yeah, we've actually lost a couple of insurance plans right here in Florida this year. Yeah, yeah. One in South Florida, particularly, and one in the Panhandle. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. They're yeah. actually shut down. No, it's it's it is a it's a tough market if they if they it's a gambling market and if they don't yep. if they don't yep. make good choices. Yep. All right, we're going to come back and pick up uh, some more discussion, and I'd like to uh, look into some of the digital world and how it yep. affects healthcare. And we're going to talk about some of the trends coming into twenty twenty three, Doctor Mark. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. Our website is behindhealthcarenow.com. That's behindhealthcarenow.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Take the answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. 
Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back for the final segment. You are here with uh, Healthcare Now, Dr. Mark, Larry Jones, mm-hmm. and we've uh, it's quite a have, conversation, yeah, Dr. It's pretty Mark. pretty good. I don't know, maybe a rant. I don't know. No, a but, little bit. But, you know, it is. It's looking at those numbers, and if we just – and that's something that we, you and I should do. We should kind of yeah. fetter it out because we're looking at, at about half of the debt yep. – or well, let's kind of call it that. Half of the healthcare expenditure mm-hmm. comes directly from Medicare and Medicaid. That's right. So directly from our and the taxes. other half is commercial. The other half is commercial. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. So so if it goes when and and I think it's it's probably fair to say that if the if that big number doubles, the ratio is probably going to be the same. But if you remember when you talk about half is Medicare mm-hmm. uh, or nearly Medicare, and you got Medicaid piece of that, the commercial pricing is dictated off the Medicare. Oh, allowed. for sure. Right. 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 Yeah, so that yeah. dictates. No, there's where definitely. The, the, the relationship. Yeah. 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 So so in that so if you take the if you assume that in the government side, um, it's a it's a break even deal, right? There right. that they're right. they, the money they the money they put out and their their administrative cost, it's yep. it's a break even deal. Yep. But then we, we get it we complicate it's an it of three percent in the Medicare world. Well, but we yep. complicate that when we bring in commercial providers into that government yep. side, right? Yeah. So now we've shifted the profit margins, yep. where before that it was there were no profits. There was just that three yep. percent administrative cost, and that's straight Medicare, Doctor Mark. When you talk about private, that mm-hmm. also includes moving Medicare Advantage into right. the private world, which where the which profits is just commercial. are enormous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's, right. it's a it's a it's Medicare coverage, but right. it, but is is commercial. That's right. So so when we look at all these things, that's where we need to compare the profit margins. And that's where yep. all of the arguments and all the ranting starts to starts to make some sense, yep. right? So, yep. all right, we're gonna we're gonna shift. We're gonna talk a little bit about digital apps and where the wearables. future of healthcare. Yeah, really. Well, I mean, it's the present too. I mean, I it think is. We're, we're gonna get a lot better. Very with it. much the present. Yeah, it, that's the. Uh, but so you you pulled an article from Payments, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's I'm, I'm I like I believe in the trends. But the numbers seem a little crazy. Why don't we yeah. jump into that? Yeah, they're saying that 57% of consumers today use some type of a digital app and a wearable to monitor their health, Dr. Mark. Yeah, that's just way that's too That's a high. big number. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah. There's just no way. And I think, you know, when you look at the group, who do we, we were talking about the uh, group of folks that they were, were talking to are those that use uh, fintech, right? That right, are, the, fin- so, the, yeah. the financial group. So, yep. so, it's, uh, so these are clients that uh, work with a medical right. credit card, essentially, for That's services. Right. Care credit. Yep, so yep. care credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's a bunch yep. of them out there, mm-hmm. and I've got some some friends that are looking at doing this internationally. Okay. And it's a, it's an interesting business because, you know. I think it, it's a great business. It, well, it is yep. because when you look at the credit market, what you would have to pay for, I'm just going to yep. put it on my credit card. Well, mm-hmm. you're going to pay incredible numbers on interest payments. Yep. Whereas with fintech, they can cut yep. that in half. Yep. yep. And so that's why it's popular. But and anyway, care credit. I actually have a care credit credit card. Oh, do you? Yep. But it came through the dental when oh, I had right. some heavy dental work done, yep. right, right. and you were able to put that off in payments. Sure. sure. But you have a credit card with an allowable on it, of, yep. you know, like five ten thousand dollars. Yep. And you can use it for whatever you need it for. Yep. So and most practices today are beginning to accept care credit. And what what kind of percentages are you paying on it's that? Like you know, two percent, three percent. Oh yeah. See, so yeah, very whereas low. if it was your yep. 
regular credit card, you're going to uh, pay up to 21%. Right? In fact, did you see the average credit card in America today? No. Over 22%. 22%. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, just I'm saw just, it on Good Morning America this yeah. morning. Man, that's that's like that's worse than the yeah. the uh, yeah. the the payday loan types. Pay scams your credit that cards off there. every month. That's oh, what yeah, you got to no do. Doubt, yeah. No doubt. Man, we got way off. We got way That's off base. Okay. Sorry, but we're Let's talking about in. money, though. Well, yeah. You know. So so basically, the group that is involved in fintech mm-hmm. is a specific group of yep. healthcare delivery, yep. and that's why I think this number is so high. I yep. think if we went out. And, you know, went to the state fair and just talked to people yep. that were walking around. That number's way lower. There's yep. no way that nearly 60% of Americans have have a wearable. You know, they may they may have a Apple Watch or, or one of yep. the competitors. And But even if they have it, that doesn't mean they're using yep. it for healthcare. But having said that, this is absolutely coming into play. Yep. And, and it's, it's a smart play because people are going out there and, most of the time, they're it's investing in this It's a great way themselves. to monitor certain chronic conditions, certain chronic Dr. Conditions. Mark. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And and it's sort of like, you know, with telemedicine, if we can get the information to our providers in an efficient manner mm-hmm. and we can catch things early, yep. we're going to save money. And well, certainly going to pay for the cost yeah. of a wearable. Well, let me, and, and again, wearables and remote patient monitoring is becoming a bigger part of our own value-based programs, Dr. Sure. Mark. Yeah, sure. Uh, we're monitoring all kinds of things, blood pressure, uh, sugar diabe- diabetes levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one? AFib. Yep. All those kind of things. We're monitoring that uh, based on our sure. practices. But it's interesting that this article indicated that 148 million Americans we're now using some type of a preventive digital health care tool. And in August, that number jumped 10 million more than the previous year, same month. Yeah, interesting. Like I say, I, yep. b- bigger number than I believe, but still, yep. I do believe that it's growing. Yep. And, and I, I believe that the future is that it will be the baseline of, of health care. And, you know, I know there's some devices out there, so it can go it can go even further than just chronic illness yes, without like, a doubt. like people who have had uh, say a knee replacement mm-hmm. there are some uh, physical therapy devices that you can use at home okay. that report right back to the physical therapist or to the okay. physician okay and that's that's another area that is growing so in rehabilitation yep because the idea is the provider needs to know that you're actually doing what you're going to do and they can do that in one of two ways they either have to stand there over you and you right. come to visit them right or if you can do it in your own home and can monitor it and can get on that that telemedicine yep. visit yep then that's another big, huge but if, cost savings. But if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, or coronary artery disease, yep. all the bad stuff doesn't happen while you're in the physician office. No, no. no. So if the right. physician can monitor sure. some of this stuff when you're doing your normal life activities, yep. that's a great thing, Dr. Mark. Well, people with AFib you brought up, it's yeah, the most, AFib's most, a good most common yeah. arrhythmia. Yeah. So if someone thinks that they might like, oh, yeah, I've had AFib and I think yeah. I feel it, and they've got – there's there's several products out there mm-hmm. on the market yep. that have been FDA approved to identify AFib. You can save a trip to the emergency room with 30 seconds of checking checking your your right. monitor, right. and that's without interacting with your physician. Yep. You yep. know, if you're that's if you're right. confident enough. Well, most of these wearables and uh, patient repo, remote patient monitoring, what it does is it'll detect it. It'll notify the patient that something's going on, and then it'll also notify their primary care doctor. Yep. Yeah, well, these most of the, like with yeah. AFib, you those have, are the you more have to, elaborate ones. Yeah, with yeah. AFib, you have to actually, you have to say 
try, test me. It's not it's not checking oh, your okay. rate okay. At, at all times, right? Okay. So because right. that that right. takes more than not like just, a Holter monitor exactly, or something like exactly. that that measures right. your heart right. rate all the time. And you yeah. know most of the Holter monitors are just recording, and then you go turn it in. Right. So this is taken to that next next level where we're actively reporting, and and it's going to that's going to get better. That's a place. I think that that's that's good business, and I think it's that is something that the investment in that side of healthcare will come back to save money. Yep. Okay. What we got next? Some, you know, some trends. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about some trends that's going to shape healthcare in twenty twenty three. You know, how many times have we talked about hospital closures in these rural areas during yep. the pandemic? Yep. Scaling retail clinics, all these primary care, and and even more. But I think as the U.S. population gets sicker and hospital finances get more bleak, 2023 is shaping up, Dr. Mark, to be a very eventful year for healthcare. I mean, it, when when hasn't there been an eventful year? I mean, <laughs> I really, Larry? Because because long it, as I can remember, yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's unlike you know the auto industry or travel or it doesn't it, it's not ups and downs it's no, just ups it's as far constant. as cost goes you know i tell people all the time and you and i've been in this industry a long time uh, well if healthcare hadn't killed you yet you're probably in pretty good shape yeah exactly exactly no, <laughs> and i'm talking about the business side yeah, of the healthcare. business side for sure yeah. yeah i mean it is it's it's huge business and it's something that everybody at least cares about yep you know it it, 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 it affects you and your family so un- unlike all those other things, that's the that's the type of game that, that yep. we're really going to play. Well, the first trend that we're looking at is more hospital closures and more bankruptcies, Dr. Mark. And so th- it's those, it's that margin question. So yep. if we've got yep. these hospitals that are on such a tight margin that they can't handle a, a bump like, you know, a, a pandemic yep. or an epidemic and yep. th- they're not making it, they're not yep. making it. Well, the U.S. hospital system in 2023 you're going to not going to believe this number is expected to increase expenses by nearly $135 billion in 2023. Dr. Mark. Yeah. Who's and going then, to pay for that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's got to come out. It's going to come out of that whole, that whole pot we talked about yeah. because the money comes from individuals, yep. the government or commercial insurance. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, financial stressors, including the cost of labor, staffing crisis, supply chain and inflation. But it's also estimated that 30% of all rural hospitals today are at immediate risk of shutting down, Dr. Mark. Low financial reserves. They can't, yeah. they, can, they and, need the cash flow. Yeah. what does that do to this health equity movement in America? No, it's, yeah, it's definitely. Serious impact. Yep. But, but of the hospitals that closed in, in the last year, well, let's go, go with just through last couple of years. Many were picked up by larger hospital chains. True. Right. And True. so I think that that's, that's been the, the typical answer. Yep. I don't know that any have shut down and another but entity. But then what just happens when up. that happens? Yeah. Well, costs, costs go costs, up. Costs, costs that's go right. Up for sure. That's right. Well, overall savings should go up. I mean, there they should, should, there should yep. be some, some savings yep. in the fact that, that a, a bigger hospital system can control their costs a little bit better. Yeah. But how, how that affects employees, how that affects their health coverage. Is uh, I mean that's that's yeah. of concern yeah. for sure. And then aside from that, I think on the other side, on the primary care side, you're seeing scaled retail health clinics. The whole primary care network in America is changing, Doctor yeah. Mark. Well, we've and, talked and, about it numerous and times. And so this is the question about that's your real access issue, yeah. right? It so is. I'm not as concerned about the rural hospital, yep. um, but we want the patients, care. patients yep. need to get to their primary care Absolutely. because if, if you need to go a little further, we should have a system that can get you there. Yep. Right. And I think that was the other argument that we've gone over is having areas of expertise that 
for cardiac care. You don't want a bunch of little hospitals doing a job that may not, I'm not saying all little hospitals give poor medical care, but if they're not designed to give that high acuity care when it's needed, I mean, where's that patient going to go? Right. And again, on these retail clinics, we're talking about Amazon, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS Health, all well-established now as as long as Walgreens Village MD in the retail health clinic space. Right. And and to be fair... It's not because there's money in this, because there isn't money in this, right? It's because they have other businesses that will benefit from the traffic. That's it. There's yep. no, there's nothing yep. else, Larry. You, you're not, not going to be able to convince me that anybody's mm-hmm. doing it because the, it's a feel-good or they think they're going to make billions of dollars. Right. It's because it's going to drive consumer traffic to their other yes. businesses. That's exactly and is right. that bad? Well, no. Not but, from a business but standpoint. But if it crushes the providers... It is bad. Yeah. Well, Larry, we've talked a lot about trends that are going to be coming up to 2023 yep. and some of the financial challenges. And there's so much more we can talk about. I know. I, yeah. It'll be, the, the 100th show is, is right around the corner, and, yep. and the 200th yep. will be, be coming along faster <laughs> yep. than you can believe yep. it. Well, you know, my hope is that when we're our listeners are listening to these conversations we have, Dr. Mark, that we're really bringing an educational piece to help people understand how to navigate healthcare in a more affordable and a more effective way. That's the goal, Larry. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.